Type Network presents The views and opinions expressed in the Pisada Tales are solely those of the individuals involved and do not represent those of the people, institutions, or organizations that they may or may not be associated with professionally or personally unless explicitly stated. Any content provided by the host and guests are of their own knowledge and opinion and do not intend to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. Hello, Jay here. Uh, before I begin this week's episode, I guess I would just like to uh, announce that the Pizarra Tales is now part of a newly formed podcast network called the Filipinas Indie Podcast and Entertainment Network or Pipe Network for short. Uh, it recently launched uh, this past November 20 and it contains, you know, 10 wonderful, wonderful podcasts, including the Pizarra Tales. So I would just like to first thank Pipe Network for including us in the initial list. And yeah, I'm really, really excited for you guys to check out all the different content that this network has to offer. So I would just like to share you guys the, the members of Pipe, ne- Pipe Network. Uh First, if you are into, you know, sensible conversations over a cup of, you know, coffee, <laughs> then you can check out Coffee Na Lang Dear by uh, Jeff and Rhea Angeline. Uh, they're really, really wonderful people. Uh, their conversations are really light. So, sakto lang yan kung trip mo na may uh, na nag-uusap or nagkakentuhan in the background while we're doing work. Yeah, that's the perfect podcast for you. If you're a movie buff or if you're into TV shows, if you want to hear the latest TV and movie reviews or if you're a casual cinephile, then you could check out either the Couch the Couch Tomato podcast by Sting Lakson and Rachel. Uh, really, really great analysis. Uh, great banter as well. Uh, or you could also check out Review. That's W-R-E-V-I-E-W. Review by Wesley, by your boy Wesley. And yeah, Those are really, really great shows that um, give you an insight into the latest uh, in the world of entertainment, right? Speaking of entertainment, if you want to hear the latest, you know, uh, current affairs, but in a lighter way, kung mahilig ka sa mga chikahan, of the, uh, listening to the hottest tea, yeah, you can check out Madden Manila by Bullet and Marga. You know, sobrang ganda ng usapan nila. Uh, napaka sensible I mean, may sense pero mag-enjoy ka eh so sobrang nakakatuwa talaga if you want to listen to enlightening and enjoyable talks about uh, love relationship and all that you can check out Jelly and her podcast Huntahan Nights so Huntahan is Batanggenyo for uh, Kwentuhan so yeah all of her episodes you know just Casual talking, casual uh, conversations with different guests is really, really enjoyable. If you're into, uh, you know, technology, if you want the most up-to-date uh, technology news, I mean, I myself, I'm not really a techie, but I listen to Jack from Jack Talks Tech. You know, uh, audio quality. <laughs> um, And he's really a guy who knows his stuff. So if you really want to know more about the latest in tech news, uh, that's the podcast to go. Uh, if you're interested in you know knowing more about the world around you, you know, in uh, listening to useless trivia. <laughs> I mean, 
useless for some, but you know, you find it interesting. You can check out the Banyo podcast Reflush by Carl. You know, sobrang gaganda ng mga episodes niya. You learn something new every time you listen uh, to this podcast. Talaga. It comes out, uh, I think, twice uh, every two weeks, but it was, it is really worth the wait. Uh, Next, if you want to listen to, you know, different stories uh, from a man who's, you know, experienced a lot of things already, uh, you should check out The Rajiv Show by Rajiv Doriswami. You know, he has really, really great stories, uh, you know, from his personal life and also when he has guests on, you know, he's really insightful and, you know, it just makes you say the word, hmm, interesting. <laughs> yeah, and finally, if you want to, you know, up your professional development game if you want to be a successful you know person in your corporate world or in your career then you should definitely check out the young leader podcast well, with Brycan Dayao you know sir Brycan is one of the greatest uh, humans i know and you know his uh his interviews his episodes is really well thought out uh, marami ka talaga matututunan especially if you want to do better in your career And yeah, uh, you should definitely check out all these different podcasts. They're available on the Pipe Network. You can simply search Pipe Network on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. You can check out uh, social media websites, uh, social media um, accounts, right? So we're on Facebook, uh, we're on Instagram, and eventually we'll, hopefully we'll be on Twitter soon. And you can also check out, although it's still being uh, updated, but when it when it is up and running, you can check out the website pipenetwork.co. And yeah, uh, we're looking forward to bringing you more awesome content in the weeks and months and hopefully years to come. And yeah, let's get on with the show. Through education, you can also better yourselves in other ways. You learn how to learn. How to think critically and find solutions to unexpected challenges. Education also teaches you the value of discipline. So you can learn how to be a better human being. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of The Pissarra Tales. I'm JM Australia, or Sir J, as my students call me. And this podcast is all about my thoughts and experiences as a young millennial teacher. Welcome. Thank you very much for listening to us this week. Whether you are listening through Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, uh, we appreciate you joining us for this episode. And yeah, as you've heard, The Pissarra Tales is now part of the Philippines. Indie Podcast and Entertainment Network or Pipe Network for short. Maraming maraming salamat po sa Pipe Network for including us in the roster. Right? You can check out the other shows as well in the network. They're really, really fantastic material. Really, really great personalities there. So I'll put a link in the description and yeah, thank you very much and just look out for more content in the future. Uh, I wanted to talk about this topic for quite a while now and Yeah, nowadays, right, we're all stuck in our homes and me as a teacher, pretty much life goes on. So we're recording this in November. It's already several months since the school year started. And right now, teachers are resorting to remote learning during this pandemic, right? You have various teaching methods that teachers have tried to utilize nowadays and 
yeah, I just want to list down some of them, right? Of course, you have your hard copy modules. So this is what the Department of Education in the Philippines is trying to push. Basically, teachers will create hard copy modules. They have the material there. You have your assessments there. And then they will be mass produced and then sent out to each of the students for them to answer. At the end of every week, they'll be claimed and then they will be checked by the teachers. So, you know, just doing these hard copy modules, uh, in fairness to them, they're actually really good for accessibility. Unfortunately, here in the Philippines, there's a massive social class divide and not all students are privileged enough to have good resources. And so doing these hard copy modules actually helps equalize things a little bit, right? Ideally, they help equalize things a bit because everyone, you know, can be able to get their content, can be able to get their, you know, learnings from the teachers. And yeah, it's just easy. You don't need a computer. You don't need internet, basically. And yeah, you could be using this for offline usage. Students can be able to answer them at their own pace. Now, the problem with hard copy modules is that they are logistically hard to mass produce, right? Imagine the student-to-teacher student, ra- the student to teacher ratio in this country is around 1 is to 30. 1 is to 30 is really good already, especially in the public schools. Sometimes it goes to 1 is to 40, to 1 is to even 60. And so, imagine if you are a teacher and you have to teach several sections, let's say three sections of 50 students each. That's already 150 copies of a module that you'll be given, giving out every week. It's a logistical nightmare, right? Not to mention, it is a waste in resources because these will be printed and you know, you'll, be losing, you'll be using a lot of ink, you'll be using a lot of you know, electricity in creating these modules. And yeah, it's just really hard to mass produce hard copy modules. Now, some of the more privileged schools, they're resorting to live classes. So what happens in live classes is basically, you know, students and the teacher will go on a Zoom call or, you know, Google Meets call or Microsoft Teams call. And then the teacher will just lecture through that video chat, through that video call, right? It is the closest we'll ever have to -to face-to-face contact, at least for the time being. And what's great about it is that you can get real-time feedback, Right With your students in that call, you can easily assess how they're doing. You can check up on them if they're understanding the lesson. And at the same time, the students themselves can ask you quickly as well. They could um, voice out their concerns in real time. And then we could do troubleshooting at the same time. And yeah, it's really, really um, synchronous. And that in itself actually is a problem. Synchronous learning is not so beneficial for those who don't have good internet connection who don't have the devices to go on these uh, you know video conferencing calls it exposes the mass massive digital divide and we are placed at the mercy of the internet service providers a few weeks ago there are a lot of um internet outages basically uh, you know the official answer is that they're repairing, they're upgrading, etc. But having these uh, problems will be a concern if you want to have a continuous learning environment. It kills the momentum. Nasisira yung momentum kapag nagkaroon ng mga ano eh, pagkawala ng internet. And that is very difficult for students. And ang problema rin dyan, mapapag-iwanan yung mga hindi kayang magkaroon ng matinong internet. Yung mga gumagamit lang ng mobile data, 
And yeah, it's just really, really problematic on that end as well. Other teachers, they are trying to find a middle ground between hard copy modules and live classes. And the first thing that comes to mind would be these educational videos. So some teachers are resulting to, you know, creating YouTube videos or maybe they're part of Deped's um, TV shows recently. Basically, they'll be recording their lessons, having, you know, assessments or check-in questions every now and then. And then, yeah, it will be delivered either through mass media like TV or through um, YouTube or through online means. And what's great about it is that it is perfect for asynchronous learning, right? Students can watch them at their own pace, similar to modules, and they can easily be repeated. And there's a big room for creativity. You know, I've seen a lot of different, I've seen a lot of different videos made by teachers and it really showcases their creativity in how to deliver certain content and it's the closest to live classes without being too synchronous and it is really great for visual learners as well now the problem with creating videos is that it's not easy (laughs) personally i've tried making an educational video it took me like four hours and that's already with me trying to learn how to use the video editing software and I can only imagine if there's a teacher who's more experienced than I am in terms of, you know, actual teaching experience, but not as uh, technologically adept, they'll really struggle. They'll really struggle in creating these videos. It can be very, very difficult and very time-consuming. Now, there's an ongoing search for all teachers on how to deliver their lessons. So there are some things that we consider. First, it has to be of course, effective in delivery. And what I mean by this is that it has to be accessible to everyone. It has to be uh, effective in how to deliver the content, right? Students should be able to understand the topics, not get easily distracted and all that. Second, it has to reach a large audience. Basically, all students must be able to access this content, access these topics, these lessons, And yeah, another thing to consider when looking for an alternative lesson delivery method is that it should be easy to make, right? Teachers who need to do this weekly should be able to do them quickly as well, right? Because if you're doing this weekly and then it's very, very tedious in making the lessons, it'll be very difficult for everyone. And so here's my proposal. Why not use podcasts as teaching materials? Why not use podcasts as teaching materials? Especially in the Philippine context, you know, podcasts are not as common here. You know, podcasts came to rise in the early 2000s, right? It was originally coined in 2004 as a combination or a portmanteau of the words iPod and broadcast. So Apple at the time wanted to, you know, wanted downloadable content, right? And these radio shows and these news programs uh, were basically the first users of the podcast medium. It quickly gained traction with the advent of the iPod in the mid to late 2000s. You know, everyone can download content. Everyone can download their episodes. And yeah, originally Apple took claim to this whole genre. But nowadays it's becoming more and more democratized. Anyone could essentially start recording and make their own podcast. And there are a lot of different content out there. There are a lot of different reasons why uh, podcasts are made. 
first and foremost, of course, there's entertainment. There's a wide range of content out there. There are, you know, topics that are for everyone. They're just there's just a podcast for everyone, basically. Next, it is good in delivering news, especially in, you know, certain issues where you need to go on a deep dive. The podcast medium is perfect for that because it fleshes out topics that you wouldn't really get, the analysis that you wouldn't really get in, say, you know, a 30-minute or an hour, an hour news episode, news program episode. And yeah, podcasts are a great way of sharing that content as well. And unbeknownst to most people here in the Philippines, podcasts are already being used in education. It can be used to flesh out topics that are covered in lectures. And it's really, really great for passive learning. Now, we'll talk more about where podcasts are being used in education after this break. This episode is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community where you can explore thousands of classes in design, photography, business, podcasting, and more. New customers can get started with a free trial to get unlimited access to the entire catalog with a premium membership. Sign up and use the promo code ANNUAL30AFF, that's A-N-N-U-A-L-3-0-A-F-F to get your free trial now. media bardagulan, samahan nyo kami. Ako si Marga. Ako naman si Bullet sa pinakamasayang Comedy Current Affairs podcast sa balat ng Spotify, Apple Podcast, at Google Podcast. Mad, Mad in, in Manila. Manila. Oh, crrrrrrrr! Oh, na lang! Lalarga na! Ay, manong kami! And we're back. Welcome back to the Pesara Tales where... This week, I'll be talking about podcasting in education. So before the break, I posed the question, you know, where are podcasts being used in education already? Now, most education-related podcasts, uh, first off, you know, a caveat, most of them are based in the U.S. Uh, You wouldn't really find too many education-related podcasts here in the Philippines, right? I mean, that's one reason why I started one. But you know, in other countries like the U.S. and in Europe and in Australia, you know, podcasts are more mainstream. And so most of the education-related content that you'll get from podcasts are based in those countries. Now, there are also different purposes in delivering education-related podcasts. Some are using it for delivering lessons. The most evident uh, of these examples are for Subjects like literature and language where, you know, the auditory medium is very useful. A lot of podcasts in the education section, if you check Spotify or Apple or Google, you'll see that most of them are about learning a new language or most of them are about understanding different topics in literature or in history. You know, things that you would normally read, but now it's turned into an auditory medium. But actually, delivering lessons for skill-based subjects like science and mathematics, you know, podcasts are very useful for that as well. So in 2014, uh, a group of educators, Peregrine Bartle and Longnecker, published an article in the British Journal of Educational Technology, wherein they examined the effect of a podcasting task on the examination performance of several hundred first-year chemistry undergraduate students. 
Now, they used exam results as a point of comparison. Basically, one group was, you know, being delivered chemistry lectures the normal way, the old-fashioned way, while others were given this podcasting task wherein they would record what they understand about certain topics like acids and bases or oxidation and reduction. Now, what was seen in this uh, research is that there was a statistically significant improvement in the understanding of certain topics like acids and bases. And, you know, it just shows that students are having better understanding and better retention over time when being posed with a podcasting task because they need to understand what they're talking about. In creating a podcast, you need to be able to understand your content. And so that helps them review, you know, what these topics are. And that is really, really useful even in a skill-based subject like science or like chemistry, for example. Now, most education-related podcasts, these are actually geared towards the teachers, especially in terms of professional development. So there are a lot of different podcasts. Personally, uh, I've subscribed to the Cult of Pedagogy podcast, um, the House of EdTech, and the 10-Minute Teacher podcast. You know, these are podcasts that, you know, helps helps other teachers uh, learn more things about their craft, about their profession. And these are really, really great content, so you can check them out as well. Now, what I'm proposing is that we use podcasts in terms of delivering lessons for students. Now, why would you want to do this? Why would you want to use or why should we use podcasting in education? I'll be giving you seven reasons why. First reason, you can listen whenever, wherever. It sounds like it sounds like a slogan for, you know, some sort of audio or podcast app, but it's true. Basically, the thing with podcasts is that you can listen on your own time. You can easily find them and download them in streaming apps. Um, and you can play them at your own time, play them at your own pace if you need to do them. You know, I know some of you guys that would listen to podcasts in 1.2 times the speed. <laughs> or, you know, you can easily listen to them whenever you want to do it and wherever you are. That's the great thing about podcasts. And that accessibility, you know, is very useful in education. Number two, it helps students catch up with lessons easier, right? For those who, say, missed a live class or missed a lecture, right? You can play this asynchronously and it is great for revision work in that way, right? It's good for students who have missed work or who wants to study more about the topic, it's just great. Number three, it can be a useful tool for focus. So, you know, some listeners, they use up a lot of um, mental participation when listening to podcasts. And if you're going to use this as a teaching platform, if you're going to use this as a teaching format, you know, listening can help you understand the topic more. It can also practice the imagination of your students, especially if you are telling them a story or, you know, describing them what describing to them what happens in a particular experiment. Listening is a great tool for focus. Similarly, number four, you can actually learn passively while performing other tasks. The greatest thing about podcasts, in my opinion, is that you can listen to them while doing something else. And that seems a little bit counterintuitive, but think about it. Whenever you're being asked to watch a video, for example, by your teacher, or you're being, give, you're being given a reading assignment, 
when you watch videos and you read, you need to focus on that in a sense that you have to just stay put and you know watch that video or stay put and just read that book. You can't really do anything else other than that. Whereas if you are listening to a podcast, you can, you know, sweep the floor, you can go tend to your um, pets, or you can go outside, tend to your garden. You know, you can do a lot of these other things like chores, and that saves up time. That saves up time. That is very efficient in terms of how students can be able to, you know, perform their task, learn something as well. So passive learning in this sense, is very, really useful. Number five, it also evens the playing field for students who have reading difficulties or learning difficulties. So for students who are visually impaired or have learning difficulties like dyslexia, you know, not having to read that material, just listening to it is a great alternative. It promotes inclusivity, right? So these students wouldn't feel left out because everyone would be listening to the same lecture. And that's really, really fantastic. Number six, you can focus on active learning in the classroom. So in teaching, it has to be a balance between active learning and passive learning. Active learning is when students do you know, activities uh, like experiments or worksheets, etc. Whereas passive learning is just you know, listening to a lecture, etc. By combining podcasting with you know, classroom work, you can now... Free up your time in the classroom by focusing on active learning because the passive learning part will be done by the podcast. So think about it. You can give out a podcast episode on a particular lecture that students will have to listen. And then by the time they get to the classroom, they have already absorbed the material and it's now a matter of application. So it also saves you time, right? You can now focus on active learning in the classroom. So you don't have to, you know, spend a lot of time in deep diving or fleshing out a certain topic. You can now focus on application. And the last great thing, the last great reason why we should use podcasting in education, podcasts are easy and cost-effective to make. Have you ever tried making your own podcast? Right? As one of my podcaster friends, Jack of Jack Talks Tech, says it, you know, you just have to press record. Just press the record button and start talking. You know, audio files are relatively easier to edit. Of course, they take some time. They take some practice, of course, to do them right. But compared to creating a video, audio files are relatively easier to edit. At the same time, the learning curve isn't that steep in creating a podcast. You can easily start recording and then you can easily learn how to edit audio. So there's less worry about, you know, all these aesthetics, uh, worrying how it would look like their students because it's much more simpler. And then then students can now focus on the content themselves. So think about those reasons. You can listen whenever, wherever. It helps students catch up with lessons easier. It can be used as a great tool for focus. You can learn passively while performing other tasks. It makes lessons accessible to students with reading or learning difficulties. You can focus on active learning in the classroom. And they are easy and cost-effective to make. So why not make one? Why not use it? Now, you're probably wondering, how can podcasts be used in teaching? 
you know, I have some suggestions on how to use podcasting in teaching. First, you can set podcasts to, for students to listen to already. I mean, there are already a lot of content out there. Utilize them. There are a lot of topics and a lot of different podcasts for you know science, for history, for literature, for language. You know, there's already a lot of material out there. So why not give them to your students? Now, if you want to make your own podcast uh, episodes. I suggest that you can repurpose lectures, right? So record your less record your lectures in a live class or whatever, and then repurpose them as episodes. This is great for students who are catching up on missed work. This is great for those who want to understand more about a certain topic. This is great for revision work. So asynchronous learning is really being employed here. What else you can do in using podcasts as a teaching method? You can record conversations and dialogue to facilitate discussions. Whenever you hear, uh, you know, resource people discuss certain topics, it helps facilitate the discussion in their mind as well. It helps evoke, you know, questions. It helps them, you know, analyze things in a different light. Dialogue helps facilitate thinking and analysis. Another way you could use podcast in teaching is to use it as a medium for storytelling. So for those who are teaching literature, you know, this is great in storytelling. You can be creative, you can change your it's similar to how, you know, teachers would do storytelling in real life. Like, you know, with the storybook for uh, for students. Uh one final suggestion I uh, could give you, I could offer you would be Use it as an activity for students. Get students to make their own podcast. This will help encourage them to be more outspoken. This encourages them to research as well for their material. And it helps them to think for themselves. It helps them to, you know, verbalize their thoughts and opinions. And who knows, it might shock you as well. So in summary, I think that podcasts are a good alternative in terms of delivering lessons, and teachers, especially Filipino teachers, should definitely consider using them. Now, of course, there are a lot more things to explore in, uh, in terms of how we can deliver our lessons, but the gist here is that we want teachers to focus more on the content that we deliver. Regardless of whatever medium you're using, what's important is that we teach them the right things. We teach them, you know, the most up-to-date lessons. And at the same time, we teach our students how to be better people. And when we have that in mind, then, you know, aesthetics and all these different technicalities, they can come later, right? As teachers, we need to do our best. And I know that we are doing our best. And this is just a suggestion of mine uh, from one teacher to another. So think about it. Make your own podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah thank you for listening to this episode if you like this episode be sure to follow us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram at the Pizarro Tales if you have any messages or comments uh, if you don't want to do that you can email us thepizarrotales at gmail.com the original theme music that you heard and will hear was composed by EJ Adrilin thank you thank you very much for listening to this week's episode All right, and once again, this is Sergey wishing you a wonderful day. Mm-hmm.